Hi, this is Mike McCabe, SE Manager for the Sled West team at Veronis, and this is how I work. Welcome, Mike. How long have you been at Veronis? Just over six years. And what was your background prior to Veronis? Prior to coming to Veronis, I was a reseller for infrastructure as a service. So we were competing against the Amazons and Microsofts of the world. How did you end up working here? I responded to a LinkedIn ad. The company that I was working for previously, obviously competed against Amazon and Microsoft, it was a huge uphill battle and I knew it. And I saw this ad on LinkedIn uh, or posting for this job. I responded to it. And I think the that same day I got a reply back. In working at Veronis after all these years, what did you learn about yourself? I am very much a consultative seller. In other words, going in and talking to these folks about the different things that they're working on, developing a relationship with them, and then being able to really talk about the issues at hand and kind of taking those next steps for them. Meaning also solving the root cause of a problem more so than addressing the symptoms? I would hope so. Yes, definitely want to meet their basic use cases. And you know what? A lot of the meetings that I go into, that's usually the first question that we ask is what's really keeping you guys up at night? So you specifically work on the state and local government and education team. What are on their minds when it comes to security? What's keeping them up at night? You know what? It's been interesting because I'm finding that we're going in and doing a lot of evangelizing about security. Uh, Not saying that they're not taking security seriously, but we're finding that government is usually a little bit behind as far as the enterprise and commercial space. And so we're coming in and having these conversations and and oftentimes educating them on what's happening out there. Can you go a little bit further as in what are they behind in? Are they behind in technology? Are they behind in budgets? Are they behind in their infrastructure? It has to do with the fact that they want to make sure that they're being good stewards of the taxpayers' money. And I think that uh, we look at some of the government infrastructure that's out there today, and it's oftentimes a little bit behind. So rather than just going out and buying the latest and greatest thing and having it fail miserably, I think they usually want to let everyone else test the waters. You're asking them to make a sizable investment, right? So kind of to give you some specific examples, if you think about perimeter security, a lot of the organizations are moving in and buying specific brands, if you well, that they know are, are tried and true. Uh, and so now what's happening is, is that Veronis has been around long enough and we're going in and having these conversations and talking about the really at the, at the heart of it, the unstructured data, really the taxpayers specific information, they don't know how to protect it. And so us going in now and having had these years of um, being in business and having a lot of referenceable customers, they're able to listen to us, understand what we're doing and probably take us a little more seriously. Often in life and in business, you don't know what you don't know. How are you able to give them the information that they need so that if a security incident occurs, they don't look back in hindsight and said, shoulda, woulda, coulda? Sorry, I'm going to sound a little salesy for a minute here. But one of the things that we obviously do is we provide a that free risk assessment, right? And it's essentially going into an organization and turning the lights on and letting them really see a view that they haven't been able to do 
before. And so going in and understanding where are their vulnerabilities, where is that sensitive data, who has access to all of that sensitive data, that's that's what we're able to go in and do for them. And is there a suite of products that's led customers typically try when they do their risk assessments? What are you able to shine to them the most that they didn't previously know? There's been a fairly large adoption of cloud. And when I say cloud, I, I, I don't want to use that in, uh, term ambiguously. It's more specifically Office 365, right? And so Microsoft has done a great job of coming in and, and presenting the solution to them where they don't have to host their infrastructure and, and all this stuff. The problem is, is that it's still uh, an issue that Microsoft created, and that is visibility into where people have access to data. And so we're able to now take historically the the on-premise and give them visibility into the, to their infrastructure there. But now as they're moving to Office 365, we're able to give them that visibility as well. So when somebody goes out and shares a document on their OneDrive to, to the public, if you will, does it have sensitive data in there? And we're able to identify where that's at and if they've shared it out to, uh, to the public. What about people who store all their data on premises and then decide to leapfrog over into using AWS? Perhaps their default security is good enough. I would say that taking what's currently in your environment today and just arbitrarily moving that, thinking it's secure to AWS, you're really opening up a whole new can of worms because you're taking it off premise, which to to some degree, you've had those uh, security measures in place to lock it down, right? Now you're putting it up into a public cloud. Yes, you have your own instances. Yes, you do have some security in place. What's that old saying? Garbage in, garbage out, right? You're taking pre-existing problem and just moving it from one place to another. What Veronis can do is give you a snapshot of what that looks like today before you move it. And so to be able to have the the right control sets in place before you take it uh, out of your complete control and move it to someplace else where you don't have complete control any longer uh, and have really the, the security measures buttoned down. Can you address a little bit more about the root cause and how it propagate to the ultimate desire of having clean permissions, making sure that the people have right access to their data, making sure that you get alerts when you get, say, a thousand deletes. How does that enforce the culture of security? How does Veronis help with that? Veronis goes in and turns the lights on, right? I, I think it's important to understand that there are many different facets of security that a lot of organizations are looking at and I think spending a lot of money on. And and I'll go uh, back to the perimeter example. You go out there and you spend a lot of money on perimeter, but what's happening every day? Networks are being breached day after day. And once that happens, they're going in after the data. That's why data breaches are taking place, right? And trying to get organizations to understand that once they get past the perimeter, they have no security set in place to protect that core data. And so that's really why we're trying to get people to understand that's what Veronis does. Uh, And not only do we protect that core data, we can alert you when weird things are happening on the network, right? Again, like you said, the thousand deletes um, or in, in the instance of like ransomware, for instance, somebody goes out and changes 50 files in uh, less than a one minute period of time. We know it's not humanly 
impossible. So to be able to be alerted that that type of action is taking place, or better yet, to be able to uh, disable that user account and maybe power down that machine so that we're minimizing the amount of damage that takes place, it's paramount. And and trying to get organizations to adopt that thought or uh, thinking and, and really implementing that into their environment. You described what turning the lights on would look like. What does it mean when you're walking in the dark? You're fumbling. You're tripping over things. <laughs> You, you don't know what you're, uh, you're putting your hands on, right? And so uh, when Veronis comes in and does uh, essentially a mapping of your network, we're going to tell you where Cindy has access to on the network. And it's something that you haven't been able to do before. Or yes, you can run scripts. It's very archaic, the results that you get. We're really trying to simplify that process for you. What's a, a common question you get asked a lot? <laughs> How much does this cost? <laughs> no, really, uh, the the most common question is, is how, how are you guys providing all this information? And kind of getting into the, the root of what we do is we're able to go through and we do what's called a file walk, which uh, allows them to get the full visibility of what their environment looks like. And we do what's called an AD walk, which gives them all the listing of users and groups. And we marry that data together and provide that bridge of where they have access to that data. What do customers typically fix after they get our suite of products? The biggest thing they fix is uh, permissions into sensitive data. I think that, again, uh, not to keep harping on this, but they have a lot of taxpayer information. And where it's sitting, I think we, we want to think that it's secure. But once we go in and, again, turn the lights on and they realize that the, the data isn't as secure as they thought it was, uh, that's, that's one of the first areas that they want to go in and clean up. And then what's something that you recommend them continuously do? One of the things that they would continuously need to do is make sure to keep those permissions clean. Veronis has, has released a new product called Automation Engine. And this is, and it's not specific to government, but obviously we're talking about them right now. It's one of those things where, let, let me sidestep for just a second. If you've got kids, you know that you go in and you clean their room, it's never going to stay clean, right? And it's kind of the same situation with permissions on any of the file folders that are out there. People change jobs, they uh, leave the organization, they transfer departments, and what ends up happening is, is that the permissions get uh, messed up again. So we have a product called Automation Engine that can go in and automatically go through and clean those permissions for you at given intervals. And I think that that's really a, a powerful tool for them to have once they've gone through and done that initial cleanup. Wait, you have a robot at home that cleans your kids' rooms? Wait, wait a second. I didn't say robot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, called, it's called Mike. <laughs> uh, in our industry, security is always changing and there's a great quote from a retired U.S. Army general who said, quote, if you don't like change, you're going to like irrelevance even less. And I'm wondering how have you embraced change in your career working in the security industry? I have embraced change like it's my best friend. It, it's Things are changing on a daily basis. Uh, and I think especially on the security front. What I want to say, though, with Veronis is that it's something that we've been providing for years. Obviously, the product has uh, evolved with more capabilities. But if you think about user behavior analytics, this is something that has become a buzzword, right? Uh, and, and everyone says they do it. But realistically, Veronis has been doing it for years. And now as we're changing the product and going into more of a security realm, we're able to really capture more market share out there. 
as far as change on the personal uh, basis, I can't. I have to change the way I work every day to just keep up. Any final thoughts before we go into hearing about what you do outside of work? I think the biggest thing for me is to say that I, I can't emphasize enough the uh, the idea of the uh, the risk assessment. It takes minimal amount of time, and I think uh, getting actually getting something free from an organization like Veronis is uh, is pretty uh, uncommon. And to to get something that's actually usable after the fact, you understand where your vulnerabilities are. Uh, I can't I can't stress enough to uh, contact whoever it is that you're working with at Veronis and, and see if you can get that. Wait, so how long does a risk assessment take? Describe the process for me. You can take as little amount of time as you want or a little amount of investment from your end as far as time. So we'll have uh, one of our SCs install the the product. Eh, I'd say anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours to install it. And then you can just let it uh, bake in the background. Or we can do weekly calls with you and show you how to use the product. At the end of a 30-day period, we can run reports for you and uh, and actually let you see where, where the vulnerabilities are. So, so really from start to finish, you can have a three-hour investment of time or you could have have a uh, six to 10 hour investment of time. It's really up to you. So what can you tell me after a day, after a week, after two weeks, after three weeks? After a day, I can tell you where Cindy has access to on the network. Probably after a couple of days, I can tell you where all of the sensitive data exists on your network. And probably after three to four weeks, we could start making some recommendations. I don't know that I would say that they're fully baked and and 100% accurate, but we can start making recommendations. Uh, We can also tell you uh, right out of the gates if we're identifying any anomalous activity on the network, whether it be ransomware activity, and also identify if you ever had ransomware on the network too. And what would you say if they're individuals who are afraid of using production data? How are you going to get an accurate view of uh, what's taking place if you're using uh, test data? (laughs) I've gone through a couple of different iterations with different organizations that want to use test data, and it really... It's, it's not an apples to apples comparison. We've gone through it as most organizations know, we've got six th- over 6,000 customers and they can't be wrong about putting uh, Veronis into production data. So do they do it by just one department? Would you even consider them doing a small sample, like just one department or you got to do the entire file server? You know, it's, it's really dependent upon the organization and how um, sensitive sensitive the data might be that they have, we can definitely go in and show them one departmental folder, but it really doesn't let them see more on a global scale what's taking place. To load it onto one file server would definitely give them a much clearer picture as to what's taking place, having a better understanding of all the different uses and groups and how that translates to those particular uh, file servers. You sound very busy doing risk assessments. What is your favorite time hack? Okay, don't laugh because I know that there's a lot of time wasted on this particular one and I just learned this the other day. What is it? What's the age-old argument that happens every single night? Or I shouldn't say argument, but conversation that takes place every night. What are we having for dinner? I don't know. What are we having for dinner? I don't know. What are we having for dinner? Instead, you ask, where do you think I would surprise you with for dinner? You answer the question, that's what we're having for dinner. Oh, (laughs) okay. I wouldn't know. (laughs) 
it makes it easy on the other person. Exactly. Okay. I like that. So, and then what are your hobbies besides cooking? Yes, I do like to cook. I think probably one of my favorite pastimes is running. I do a lot of running. I finally did a marathon a couple years back. I don't know that I'll do another marathon, but I, I probably put in, I'm going to guess about 20 to 25 miles a week. Oh, wow. That's a lot of running. So did you have to run every day, every other day? No, there's uh, there are different marathon training programs that are out there. The one I used was uh, Hal Hignan, and it, he kind of does a uh, three days on where you do uh, mileage, up the mileage the second day, you drop it back down, you get a rest day, then you go out and do another longer set of miles, and then you give yourself a rest day, and then you do kind of a CrossFit uh, or cross training uh, another day. Uh, did you train by yourself or with friends? Uh, I have a group of friends that I run with, uh, but yeah, definitely on the longer runs when you're doing like the uh, 18, 21, 22 mile runs, you want to have somebody to run with. It can get very boring and music only takes you so far. You listen to podcasts or an audiobook? I, I would like to say that I do listen, but uh, I, I think to keep me going, I, I need some up, up-tempo music. <laughs> <laughs> and and what what kind of music do you listen to when you run? I have become a very big fan of uh, Alt-J, Glass Animals, and then 21 Pilots. But I can always fall back to the classic alternative music, uh, kind of, you know, what I grew up in. Mm. And do you have a favorite quote? I think the f- quote that I live by is, whatever I've got going on in life, it isn't that bad because somebody's always got a worse. It's a good one to keep in mind. <laughs>